This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chris, you mentioned uh, the trade, the the Tyrese Halliburton, DeMontis Sabonis trade last year, and then you mentioned Jokic a minute ago. Is is Domas underappreciated? Someone who covers yes. the entire league, do you think he's underappreciated? Yes, yes. And it uh, honestly, even what I was just saying a few minutes ago about the way that the Knicks fans that I follow were like, what, like someone please do something to stop Sabonis. And it's like, <laughs> this is kind of what he does. And I think he's a good player anyway, but I think he, in this offense, he's great because um, there's just so much space for him. And it's kind of, he gets himself into trouble a little bit sometimes because he, I, I get the impression I should have asked him directly or Mike Brown directly like is your mo just to like kind of barrel into guys because there's only generally going to be one guy back there to stop you mm-hmm. and at that point you just kind of trust your one-on-one ability with your back to the basket he just bumps guys until they're underneath the basket and they can't <laughs> stop him anymore but the spacing in their offense is such to where he has the ability to do that mostly every play uh he gets a lot of offensive fouls because he gets in foul trouble damn near every game I watch, uh, which for this team is a real problem uh, because there just isn't a lot of depth uh, to it. But he, I mean, it's, it's, it's that aspect. It's the fact that he is as physical as he is with these handoffs and with his screens. It's the fact that he is a great passer, um, a great passer. And, you know, he, he leads the league in rebounds. He leads the league in double-doubles. Like, you can't do those things without being in the all-NBA conversation, um, particularly for a team that is the second seed right now. Um, and even for the knocks on defense, which they're they're fair. Uh, he's not a perfect defender. He, he's far from that. Um, they are pretty deficient in, in defending the rim. But looking at his uh, advanced numbers with that, they're better with him on the court defensively, one. And two, uh, he holds shooters under their averages um, in terms of their shoot, average shooting percentage when they're within proximity of the rim and he's defending it. So he is underappreciated. I mean, I I was thinking last night as I was watching the game, on some level, like, do you kind of have to slot him in as your third team center for all NBA? I think it'll be an interesting conversation if Anthony Davis is healthy the rest of the year and gets the Lakers into the plan without LeBron really getting much of a chance to come back here from this latest injury, it'll be interesting because Anthony Davis has been putting up MVP level numbers. He's been healthy this year. So it'll be, I'm always kind of on the fence about that. Someone that is healthy for the most part, or I know Sabonis has not been healthy. He's had the thumb all year, but like if someone plays every night and they're really, really, really good, borderline great versus someone that is great, and plays 25, 20 less games, whatever that is, how do you rate that? Some people feel like it should just be the best player for the year and that almost it should be like a yearbook of who the three best players at every position were, the three best centers were that season 
uh, I'll probably give thought to it. But I mean, if if you're just looking at availability and how well someone's performed within that availability, he's been the third best center in the league this year. I don't I don't think it's even much up for debate at that point. Um, so he's he's underappreciated by the league. Uh, I think uh, I think the Kings are as, as a whole. I, I was stunned that De'Aaron Fox didn't make the All Star team uh, in the initial go round before he was an injury replacement, particularly with the, the clutch scoring, particularly with just the team at the time being in third place. Like you know, it it, it was a little bit shocking to me, but uh, but I I get it. And again, it doesn't help the case for these guys when they're not on national TV at all. Mm. And um, you know, I, I hope that even if they flame out in the first round, I hope very much that they get a lot of games next year just because they're entertaining to watch they're fun to watch they're they obviously have been a good team this year um they've got some fun personalities their coach speaks candidly win or lose in the middle of the game after the game after a win that was seen by a lot of people in the country so um you know i i hope we get to see more of them i, I think it'll help with the exposure for all-star stuff too and uh voting stuff frankly as well you're watching this team on Christmas next year, Chris. I'm telling you that. Why are you watching the Kings on Christmas next year? A little gumbo in yeah. the Kings on Christmas yeah, Day. The Kings they're going to have to win. They're they're going to – I would be stunned if that happens if they don't win at least around maybe two. Uh, I, I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. I would love to see more matchups that are stylistic. That matchup last night was really fun. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there's a narrative there just between one, two of the hottest teams in the NBA – two teams that have kind of been down the longest that when they're good and when they're humming that their fan bases are into it, it makes the league better. Uh, I would prefer that to them trying to rehash this Trey young thing from two years ago that like <laughs> Knicks fans care about him. Okay. Like let's wait until the, the Hawks are like legitimately good repeatedly and, you know, also that series wasn't that close. <laughs> like this other thing <laughs> that series wasn't good. So you know, I feel like we're so desperate for rivalries. I think we very much have something real with the Grizzlies and the Warriors disliking each other. I think we have the the Celtics and the Bucks that uh, had their series last year. I think is deserving to kind of tap into that. But if we don't have any other better ones for now, other than player rivalries, uh, whether it's Chris Paul and Steph or uh, LeBron and KD, who have not played against each other in a long time, by the way, uh, we might as well just lean into matchups that'll be fun or that could be fun. I think they're trying to lean into Jokic and Embiid now at this point. But um, you know, just give me good team matchups. I don't, I don't really need the other ones that they're just trying to make fetch happen with certain matchups that just aren't good. Quite frankly, yeah, get the Mavs out of here. Yeah, they, you could probably we, get Memphis out of here too, to be honest with you. But I don't, they ain't gonna get them both out of there. So take we're we're gonna have to see if a certain somebody makes makes his way back. If if, if he's not gonna be there, I guarantee you that the NBA as a whole would lose interest in that market very fast mm. uh, as far as showing them on TV if he's not going to be playing. Mm. So Great stuff, Chris. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We can't thank you enough uh, for that article, man, and we hope to see you come playoff time, man. Again, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. You guys be well. Yeah, indeed. That's Chris Herring right there. SI, if you haven't, again, for whatever reason, if you have not read uh, the article over on SI across all of our social media pages, it's on there. If you don't want to go like do the Google search, just check out ESPN's Twitter page, check out mine, check out Kenny's. It's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really great insight from Chris on Domas, the Kings. Uh, he had an opportunity to be around them a little bit. I saw him crowdsourcing mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter a few weeks back, uh, and he put together a masterpiece, and you said it beautifully. If covers were still a thing, hmm. 
there would be De'Aaron Fox, the return of the Kings, uh, right there on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, man, really cool to see that. In talking to him and hearing you speak as well, got me just got me thinking about some stuff with this team, man. Thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh-huh. <laughs> got me thinking about some stuff with this team, and hey, man, this 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 group could be special. I still, we we you know my stance. I'm a broken record at this point. We could talk about the defense all we want, and it's all fair. Who's stopping these guys? Yeah, that's that's that that that's what it that's what it boils down to. And 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 I think if you, it's 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 the point I was trying to make with Chris right there. If you just replace the word fun with dangerous, you have the fan perspective and an opponent perspective. Mm-hmm. It's not cute. It's not. That's not what this Sacramento Kings offense is. That's not what this Sacramento Kings story is. It's not cute. It's not like, oh, yay, they did it. No. This is a team that is here to whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. And if you can't stop. This team gave up 20. Was it 17 more shots that New York had last night? Guess what number they didn't <laughs> hit last night? Guess what? Guess what? The Kenny Caraway oh, number. Yeah, they, they only got 10 threes. And one. And put up 122. They're finding, they keep finding ways to win games. They didn't hit your three-point number. Mm -hmm. They gave up 17 more shots. They gave up 23 offensive rebounds. And they still scored 122 points and won. Mm. Think think about what you just said, too. The, The number was 23 to offensive rebounds? 23. That's 23 less possessions than they should have had. Or if you want to say, hey, they'll give up some offensive rebounds, just split it in half somewhere. That's not a half number. But that's like 12 to 13 possessions that they didn't have, that they probably should have had. And they still score 120. You could extend it a, a, a little bit further. You know how truly absurd that stat is? The Kings, because we were watching this very closely, mm-hmm. the Kings out-rebounded the Knicks 25 to 23 in the first half. It ended at 58 to 42. That's a second half difference of 35 to 17 in favor of the New York Knicks. Mm. And they lost. They lost. <laughs> Go and, ahead. And like and like I said, hey. the, the number, the number is still the number. They everything that we just talked about, they still put 122 on their head. Y'all can think this is cute. Go ahead, let's let 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 Chuck. Oh, it's a good story. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, that's and and and, and then with uh, Minnesota gets slapped in the mouth, uh, first game because they think this is a fun, cute offense. Oh, they gonna learn. They gonna learn. Fury and, South and, said they gonna learn. And, and here's the other thing about it. Before we get out of here, um, this is something that could wear you down. Like you, you try Julius Randle, poor Julius yeah. Randle, Mitchell Robinson. You try and keep up with these dudes for six, seven games. Mm-hmm. What's your legs gonna look like at the end at the end of this series? And the Kings. I'm telling you, Mitchell James Robinson Hams? was about to vomit on the court. <laughs> and James Ham said it. This is probably the best conditioned team in the league. Mm. They're built to go seven games. Yeah, they practicing today. James posting videos of them practicing. Right. You'll hear from Domas. I, I we're gonna run the Mike Brown Fox with uh, Mike Brown on De'Aaron Fox sound back because I, I I really want to get everyone's uh, opinion on that. Uh, Hunter Patterson, we're just going to keep rolling. we got Hunter Patterson up next, Anthony Slater. After that, uh, so much more ahead here. It's D-Lo and KC uh, on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. More ahead here, it's D-Lo and KC uh, on Sacramento Sports Leader, 
1320. Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Live. <laughs> YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320. As we welcome in our brother over at The Athletic, Hunter Patterson. Yeah, man. I do that when Hunter joins us because he's one of the few people who makes me insecure about my voice, man. <laughs> Hunter just starts talking and it's like, man. Hunter's vocals are a gold mine, boy. They got me sounding like this. <laughs> yeah, you got, I it, it, well, you got that raspy New York sound like that. You, that's got its own charm Speaking to it. Of, why does man, that make I, I do appreciate y'all having me. <laughs> oh, we got you, man. We got you for, always. For you, I, I love being on here with y'all, so I appreciate it. No doubt, man. And we we, we love reading your work. As, uh, <laughs> as the Sacramento Kings approach 40 wins, <laughs> Hunter said, yo, I got an idea and this was a really fun, creative story yeah. as you, you went and got with our man, Sean, who is, who is now yeah. famous for leaving the Chase Center, talking <laughs> about 40 wins this year, baby, 40 <laughs> wins this year. And one of my favorite things about that was obviously people poked fun of it, saying they're not going to get 40 mm-hmm. wins, all of this. And then the, the, the NBA people who were like, do they know that's under 500? And it's like, yes, we know, <laughs> like we're aware uh, and Sean took that, wore that, and he's become this. Uh, yo, we've mentioned we've mentioned him all year. Yeah, Our guys absolutely. leaving the Chase Center, uh, and you wrote a tremendous story on it, man. Tell us how all that came together. Yeah, I, I appreciate y'all, um, but it, it was pretty much purely based on create or, um, curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen it like last summer on the timeline, probably like everyone else had. And I kind of thought like, okay, if they make some noise or even get close to 40 wins, I would definitely want to reach out to him and kind of tell his story a little bit. So um, he knew what he was talking about. And here we are, I reached out to him. I wanted to get a few people in the piece who um, have kind of seen some of the highs and lows of of this organization. So it was a really fun experience. Yeah, man, that was... That was a cool moment. I, I remember when that video came out and, and, you know, everybody else, you know, outside of Sacramento making fun of the guys like Damien said. And uh, us Kings fans, we loved it. Mm-hmm. We wrapped our arms around those guys, man. We were like, yo, bookmark this video, man. These guys, we love these guys, man. We got to keep taps on them and all this other stuff. I know one of them hit up, hit me up like, oh, we love this show. We heard you talking about us. We loved all that, man. And, and, it was just, you know, it was just really fun, you know, for a team that at that time hadn't won anything, a fan base who hadn't been able to see success. They saw mm-hmm. some games at the California Classic, and they were hyped about the young rookie that they saw, man. And, and yeah. it, was, it was authentic, and it was genuine, and I thought you, you kind of brought that to life uh, through, through your story. Yeah, right on. And I think it, it helps when you're in a place like SAC. Um, because I haven't experienced basketball in a ton of cities. I'm from the Bay area. Um, so I got to see warriors growing up and things, but this fan base is so passionate about the Kings and have wanted something to root for, for almost, uh, as far as winning is concerned, but for almost about 20 years now. So, um, there's so many stories that you can key in on off the court with Kings fans and people in the community. And I I like kind of highlighting those areas. How does he feel like, like the, the the fact that the team we're getting forty wins, baby, but we're mm-hmm. getting them with a month left in the season? Like, did you right. talk to him about how this team is performing right now? 
Yeah, he he said he actually felt like um, he might have lowballed him a little bit. He was like, <laughs> I, maybe I should have said fifty, um, but he he was like, I might have been a bit of a reach. So um, he was pretty, as you said, that's that's below five hundred. So he was realistic with his with his goals. And um, looking back now, he can say they this team exceeded him. You know, you you also had a line in in that story that stuck out to me that something that myself and Damien um, talk about often. You know, we talk about the glory years of the early 2000s and 2002. And he was on the radio when that game was being, the game seven was being played. I was riding right. around South Sac and went to Bel Air and it just was so sad all over the place. Mm-hmm. We lived it. Yeah. Chu talked about how he just remembers his dad being upset. He was like six years old. There's a right. whole generation of Kings fans that have no idea, literally no idea what a good Kings team looks like. And they're experiencing that for the very first time. That's another thing that's really cool to see. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly kind of a part of that group a little bit. Um, I, I remember, and I was lucky enough to be um, about like an hour drive away from SAC. So um, I, I remember um, I was a huge Bibby fan growing up. So I, I love Mike, Mike Bibby, C-Webb. Um, I remember if y'all y'all remember C Web actually had the restaurant out there. Center court, man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We, 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 yeah. Gotta be careful we, we, center court. We ate bad food many times to support Chris <laughs> Weber. Many, many times. We had to leave there right. earlier than we yeah, wanted to yeah. at Center Court. Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah, you had to <laughs> duck out at the right time or you were ducking behind a car. That's just the way it yeah. was back then. <laughs> center court but was such so a good idea. I, I have like certain memories um of, of those teams, but it's cool for me to be able to see them in in this competitive fashion. Yeah, man, it's uh, and and last night was such a reminder of what a great like season this is, and the fact that it's finally getting closer to an end. The regular season is getting closer to an end. You know that you you could tell in Mike Brown's tone last night in his press conference. We've evolved from, hey, this is fun, hey, this is cute, mm-hmm. to, hey, we've got some business coming up uh, that we've never had to take care of before, and it's it's going to be an entire you know shift in mentality. Mm-hmm. I think the national media's expectations are kind of going to remain the same, as Chris Herring was mm-hmm. just telling us. People are going to expect them to fall in the first round. But I bet if you ask those people, why do you think they're going to fall in the first round, they wouldn't be able to give you an answer. Mm-hmm. Because right. this team scores, man. Like, this team is good. Yeah, and I think the really the the only reason I could see for someone saying that is just lack of experience. Um, but if you kind of go down the roster a bit, Harrison has experience in the playoffs. Um, Domas hasn't been able to get out of the first round yet, but he's been there before. Um, and Mike, obviously, he has a coaching staff full of people um, who – Leandro Barbosa, he's he's had plenty of experience in certain situations. Um, so the, these guys are, I think, built to kind of weather the storm a bit with with experience. But obviously, there's only so much you know until you get there. Yeah. What do you think? Is there something outside of defense that may be an Achilles heel for this team? Like, is it? Um, you know, is it something on the offensive end? Is it size? You know, I know if I say rebounding, that's still kind of defense. But, you know, mm-hmm. were, were they exposed last night for not having enough size against some teams uh, potentially in the playoffs? Like, what do, what do you think, aside from just the normal, they got to play better defense, is there another possible Achilles heel yeah. for this team? I think it's the lack of an enforcer, really, um, because I don't think what happens last night 
or what happened last night happens if you have someone on the court who really takes pride in um okay you 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 have gotten like four or five offensive rebounds on me i am not about to let you get another one Mm. um so i don't know if it's i think the offense is fine they have breakdowns like everyone else um defensively i think we all know they're um, still working to where they want to be there's plenty of lapses there but I, i think this team is extremely nice, which works, but I, I I do think that someone may have to step up in one way or another to be an enforcer and make sure they're taking pride in the little things. Hunter, you flew all the way to Connecticut to see your girl. You better get off the radio with us, man. We got it. We got a good 10 minutes and you're going to start getting a look, man. So we go, we're going to, we're going to let you go spend time with the, uh, with the loved ones, man. Great work. Uh, as always, um, and we'll we'll definitely connect when you get back, man. We appreciate you, Hunter. Cool. Likewise, I appreciate y'all, fellas. That's our man, Hunter Patterson, right there. The Athletic does such a great job over there. Uh, and this is a really, really fun story, uh, talking about Sean Shoes. Yeah. So go check that out uh, when you get the opportunity to. Um, there's more things I want to dive into. Like, we haven't talked about Malik. I don't know. Have we talked about Kevin Lyles? <laughs> we talk about Kevin Lyles yet? Man, I saw him at Young Thug's um, court hearing. Man, oh, he was just trying man. to—he was trying to, you know, take care of the young fella and and see if he could get at least get him out on bail or whatever. Yeah. But it didn't. Oh, wait a minute, Kevin Lyles. Kevin Sacramento- Lyles isn't—he no. isn't a Sacramento Kings player. No, no, he's not. Oh, they was talking about him. Okay. okay. How did we call that? How the hell did we call that? How did we know it was going to be Trey Lyles? So, so my thinking was is that Trey Lyles is an unknown enough to where he'll have a good game, but people don't know him. He's so, so he's like non-discreet, yeah. so, too. So, so, yeah, if you're going to get one wrong, yeah. it's going to be the bench guy who went for 15. Nobody knows who got target <laughs> crap, but nobody, yeah, you know? He, yeah, that's a good call. They, they got to be, yeah. be better, man. That was Jamal, be too. That was Jamal, man. I thought Jamal did a good job. I watched him on Inside. I thought he did a good job. I see him on, on Tuesdays. On he, He's good at what he does. It. I, I'm going to just, just chalk that up because I think to, Jamal – I feel like Jamal watches the league, so I'm, I'm going to just chalk I, that up. I, I think he does too. Talk, talking is difficult, mm-hmm. as we can attest to. Mm-hmm. Why does it always happen to us, though? <laughs> That's the thing. That's the Y'all thing ain't getting no Warriors <laughs> names wrong. Y'all ain't getting the Grizzlies wrong. That's the thing you can't be escaped, man. It only happens to the Kings, man. We need two more for a starting five. We got Keegan Bradley. We got Keegan Kevin Br- Lyles, Terrence Harris the third. <laughs> I don't, but I don't, yeah. I don't think there's another potential one out there to if get If Metu goes for 20 points on a national TV game. Metu, yeah, Metu, yeah you, you might get a Chemezi. Ch- 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 I mean, where do we, ch- Chemezi. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, because they're not going to get Kevin Herter wrong. They're not going to get Harrison where we, wrong. Where do we put, um, where do we put Twitter still putting Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Hill on the headline of Kings versus Knicks? Well, that probably falls more on Elon than anybody else. That's just a poorly run company. Come on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> they have Buddy Hield on there. Kings versus Knicks. Watch now to see Buddy Hield. You think if Kessler Edwards shows up in a game and stops somebody, they'd get that wrong? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he didn't really absolutely. play for Brooklyn, so nah, they, he'd they be new to them. they definitely get that wrong. Would I mean, I could they'd see them call saying. Them, what's the rookie's name? Walker Kessler, Walker Kessler. That's what they 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 give him a Walker. I could Kessler. see them. I could see them saying uh, Donovan Mitchell. Well, I do that. <laughs> that doesn't count. That doesn't count. But it, of course, yeah. That that's yeah, that's, that's an easy that's one. Where, yeah, that's where it ends. That's an easy one because they're they're obviously, they're obviously they're not going to get Delhi wrong. Like Delhi's been on the big stage. Um, 
Yeah, that's the end of it. But Malik and and and, and Trey had a hell of a game. Trey Lyles, those dudes, those dudes had games last night. I want to talk more uh, about what they did. If you don't mind, though, I want to run this sound a second time. We didn't really get an opportunity uh, to talk about this, and 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 for the benefit of those who are just tuning in, you know, a big part of today's discussion is not only the fact that the Sacramento Kings beat the New York Knicks last night, but more specifically the fact that Mike Brown had a response to um he had a response to that game last night and maybe not the response uh, you'd expect this uh particular piece uh courtesy of James Ham uh, he's speaking specifically about De'Aaron Fox yeah, when I speak on Fox, I'm talking about the level he can get to. He's already a great player. He's done things to help us win in the fourth quarter. But he's got a chance to be an like, elite, elite. I, I'm telling you, I've been around him. And that competitive, for those guys, the competitive spirit shows all the time. You, you know what I'm saying? And I... I, I it, 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 but it, and it shows at an elite level all the time. You know, he's good enough to go out there and play and, and still be impactful and effective. But it's my job to try to push him to be as great as he can be. And he's not even really scratching the surface of how great he can be. He's heading in the right direction, but he's still got a ways to go. And when he does, Ooh, look out. Look out. That's all I can say. Coach Mike Brown right there on De'Aaron Fox. I mean, I love it. I agree. I think he's speaking more to, like, his mentality and the way he goes about the game and his approach to not the game of basketball, but, like, an actual game, like maybe pacing himself or consistent defense or consistent um, taking care of the basketball. I think that's what he's speaking to. Um, and, and I don't think he's wrong. I think there's another level to his his actual game. Like, I think he can improve. The next the next step is him improving the three-point shot. And I he's shown enough with what he, how he shoots in the mid-range to make me believe that he can improve that shot. Mm. And if he's able to do that, I mean, he's, I think he's averaging like 25 right now. We could be t- talking about it. 28-29 point per game score. I think the way the offense is with Sabonis, as long as he's here, I think the assist opportunities are going to be there for him to be like a 10 assist guy. Like I remember we used to always talk about John Wall. I think John Wall was like 19-10 and 10 at one time. I don't know if De'Aaron is going to be able to get to 10 assists a night, um, but he can up his scoring um, to, like I said, 27, 28, 29 points a game. He's already doing one of the things we asked him to do is be a better free throw shooter mm-hmm. that alone could put points on his average and he's able to do that like i said the next step would be hitting that that long ball and yeah if he can add that to his game i'm gonna ask you this just you i'm not asking anybody else because okay. everybody else is a smart ass and you're the only one who's not a smart ass <laughs> which is wild <laughs> can he beat westbrook Maybe minus the rebounding yeah, part. Yeah, so I was about to say he doesn't rebound. But could well. he be Westbrook? You know what? Um, when when there was a play a couple years ago, he still had his hair. 
And you probably remember it where it was like ball got taken out of bounds. Jazz scored, ball got taken out of bounds. And De'Aaron got down the floor in like two yeah. seconds, dunked mm-hmm. and yelled. And I remember my cousin, my man Ace, he was like, yo, that, and this was like prime Westbrook, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, that looked like Westbrook. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you see, like you see his game and you see stuff like the two dunks last night. You know where that baseline one was. Come on, man, Lord. Come on, it's just the quickness, um, the explosiveness at the rim. They can't. They, when when Westbrook was in his prime, you couldn't stay in front of him. Mm-hmm. Like not only was he like big and strong, and I think Westbrook is bigger and stronger than Fox was, but he was super quick. You couldn't stay in front of him. You couldn't keep him from getting to the bucket. De'Aaron Fox has that type of ability. He has that type of like he can do all this stuff without a screen. Yeah, I'm not trying to like denigrate the basketball player. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of comparing like what we see visually. Ja does a lot of this stuff with the Stephen Adams screens and stuff like that, and, and he does. He's mm-hmm. he's quick enough to not do it, but he does a lot of his damage on the pick and roll where he uses his quickness either get all the way to the cup or get that little floater in the lane that he's perfected so well. He uses the screen a lot. De'Aaron does a lot of this stuff without the screen. It's just one-on-one. Josh Hart is, is a night. hell of a, a hell of a defender. Yeah. He was feeling great about himself last night, and he had no answer for De'Aaron Fox last night. No answer. It was a chair standing in front of De'Aaron Fox last mm-hmm. night when he decided to go. So Sam Amick, this caught my attention. Sam Amick wrote a – Article titled, How Will NBA's Wild Western Conference Play Out? What to Make of KD's Sons, Kyrie, and Luka, and More. Well, Sammy, I'm looking for the and more. I'm still scrolling. Still scrolling. There's a this this is not a this is not a this is this is a very in-depth article. Sammy got in his bag with this one. Sammy got in his back. I'm still scrolling, by the way. This is this is a shoot for those that are on the radio. I'm still scrolling. Oh he, my God. He, he's written about it's the Clippers. One Cli- of those old Bill Simmons joints <laughs> he, we used to write. He's written about the Clippers, the Nuggets. He's written about the Lakers. Uh, oh, can Zion save the Pelicans? We're on to the Pelicans now. Minnesota. We've got a Minnesota reference. The Grizzlies. We, I think he's just going to touch on every team before we get to Sacramento. <laughs> he did not write about Sacramento. Oh, wow. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. Sam was in the building last night. Sam was definitely. I had to have missed it. So Let me, he, Sam's in the building I, a lot of night. So I, he, he watches the Kings. He know what the Kings are doing. Okay, hold on. Denver has been dominant. In, in, in the in the number two spot, the Beam Team, Sacramento Kings, uh, have benefited greatly from the fact that their All Star duo of De'Aaron Fox and Devonta Sabonis have proven to be special. While wait for it, also being available almost every timeout. Most teams haven't been so lucky. Um... He did not write in-depthly about the Kings. Kyrie and Luka, Katie and the Suns, Westbrook and the Clippers. Sammy really was in his bag. I'm still scrolling. I'm not just sitting here quietly. The, the, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking the, at the, the LeBron-less Lakers, and then oh there's the Pelicans, Minnesota, and the Grizzlies. Oh, okay. Damn, it be your own people. It be your own people. Damn. <laughs> be your own people. That's all right. That's all right. 
They all gonna have to he, write. They all gonna have to write about the Kings soon got enough. All sorts of breakdowns in here. I couldn't, but maybe he's doing a separate Kings article because the Kings <laughs> are so good. He, he he just needed more more bandwidth. The <laughs> devil is in the data, or something like that, as Sammy says. All right. Or because he didn't write about Denver either. He's so confident in Denver and Sacramento. Pfft, he ain't got to write about them. Mm. Denver, Sacramento, they certified. And and now that I say that out loud, slightly tongue-in-cheek, he is writing about the Kyrie Luka experiment. He is writing about the addition of Russell Westbrook. The, everybody he, made a change. He, right, he is writing about the Lakers playing right now without LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever's going on in Minnesota and whenever Carl Anthony Towns will be back. It wasn't really a change there, but okay. But but they haven't really played together. Yeah, yeah. And then the mess that is New Orleans and different types of, <laughs> excuse me, very different types of messes. New Orleans in which no one can seem to be healthy. Memphis, which is just Memphis, mm. where they only get up, I guess, to play the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> they puff their chest out to play the Warriors, and that's about it. <laughs> all you, right, Sammy. It's all good. It's, it's all love, Sammy. We, we I see what you did there. Kings is certified. Did you see that? Uh, I know you did. The interaction with uh, Draymond and of course I did. <laughs> Dylan Brooks. I saw the interaction with Draymond and Dylan Brooks. I saw their <laughs> post game remarks with Draymond. I did pop when Dylan said, "Keep blogging." I don't know why, but I found that remark very funny. There's there's literally nothing funny about it. But when he told Draymond Green to keep blogging, I I. Not like LOL, like I laughed. I thought that was funny. And I do not like Dylan Brooks at all. These dudes, man. These if they're doing nothing else but talking, it's entertaining. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's entertaining. It is entertaining. It is. Still stand by what I said. <laughs> Draymond Green though. is not Tony Ayo. Okay, so is he 50? He's not 50. Is he, is he Lloyd? See, that's I the other thing Clay about these Lord. comparisons. Like, well, see, the, like, here's the he, thing. There's three guys in the group. Here's what he's not, he, he not the top two. Here, here's what throws Draymond out of everything is I keep forgetting Kevin Durant was there. Like, because Steph was 50. Mm-hmm. And then whether people like it or not, Kevin Durant was 50. Yeah. If we're sticking with this analogy. Yeah. And and you could argue Steph let him be 50. Well, that's fine, too. Steph moved into Kevin the Lloyd was the, Banks role. Kevin, was, Kevin Durant was the best player in the league he was certainly the best player on that team I always forget that he was there which drops Draymond down to fourth I think he's important I think he's more important than you give him credit for but he's he's important freaking Kevin Durant and and just like um I don't I don't really I ain't crazy about him I didn't, <laughs> I didn't kind of fell off the whole <laughs> the whole bandwagon but uh I ain't really crazy about Dylan Brooks but um he's He's important to what Memphis does when they when they're winning when they're playing good basketball. He's hit or miss sometimes. That's what makes him Dylan Brooks. He's it's crazy isn't sometimes. The, isn't, out there. The sim, isn't that the similarities between the two? Yeah, that they're hit or miss. And I mean, I mean, there was a there was a time where Draymond was a just Draymond was really an absurd ball player at one time. He, he used to be able to do some really special things. It, it, it didn't last particularly long, and he can't do those anymore. Right, and that's. That's all right. That happens. They, um, I don't know that Dylan Brooks could ever do the things that Draymond Green could do, but they're very similar in many aspects. They, and, and they fit. They fit the the groups that they're with. Yeah, Dylan Brooks fits 
with what Memphis likes to do culturally and as a basketball team. And same with Draymond Green. Ren and Yellow were important. They were important. They weren't the headliners. They weren't Cube Dre or Easy. People get so offended. Like I said, would you tell him he's fifty? Well, yeah, but there's a <laughs> steep drop off from Lloyd Banks to Tony Ayo. Oh. I think that's the problem. Like those that know that Young know. Buck, Young Buck, is that better? No, you got to find a different group. This, this, only, you got to find a different group. There, there is. The, you got to find a different group. They, it's not. It's not. Uh, the, it's not Tribe Called Quest. They're not all great. They're not all well, on the no, same level. Not. No, they're not. There is, That's, whether people like it or not, there is a drop-off between Steph and Draymond. A, there is. I understand that, but there's a really steep drop-off between Lloyd Banks and Tony Yeo. All right, Jesse. Hey, stop telling me what to do, Jesse. God, we'll, we'll be back. Anthony Slater uh, of The Athletic joins us. We got James Hamm at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Much more ahead here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Live on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. Um, that's great for uh, vanity purposes, uh, but more importantly, uh, it's like an Instagram like. It, 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 it throws us in the algorithm. We, we like can't stress likes. We can't stress enough how much the YouTube channel has helped D-Lo and KC grow uh, on the radio. Uh, like the it Introduced hey, a whole new hey, um, just a reminder for those mm-hmm. that did not know, this time next week, oh, yeah. we won't be in these studios. Yeah, it's going uh, to be a movie. We'll be at Sky River Casino, our first ever live broadcast. Mm. Uh, next Friday, we'll be doing the entire four-hour show. One week from today, we'll have all the games on uh, around us. You won't miss anything. You'll be able to hear the entire show. Uh, the Chatty House is coming in full force, man. Yeah. It's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting. Sky River Casino uh, next week. It's going to be a real good time. Uh, our man Anthony Slater at the Athletic. He with can us pull here. up too. Now, a- Anthony, you 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 go to casinos. You a gambler? Where is Sky River the one in Folsom? No, that's that's El Grove. Oh oh, my bad, El Grove. That's what I meant. Um, am I a gambler? You know, I like sports gambling. Not on the NBA. I do not bet on the <laughs> NBA. Um, but you can't do that in California. They like struck down that bill. Shockingly, I thought. Yeah, I can't I believe that. Failed, man. That was, that was so upsetting. Failed. Man. Such yeah. a failure. Uh, Anthony, let's dive into it, man. I, I, I want to bring some of the conversations you and I were having last night to the radio, particularly the one, you know, now that the game is behind us, Kings beat the Knicks last night. What do you think about the Western Conference? I think it's weaker than in past years. Uh, I don't think that's like, you know, an unpopular opinion either. I mean, Denver's this like runaway number one seed. And I mean, they're as uh, vulnerable as a, as a number one seed as I can remember. Although Phoenix looked pretty vulnerable after winning 65 games last year. Um, and then, you know, look at, all right, let's go down the list. Memphis, like, will we see John Morant again this season? Even if we do, What's his state? How about their big man situation? Even if Ja is back, Steven Adams has this knee problem. Brandon Clark, Achilles tear. They traded Kyle, or, uh, Kyle Anderson left in free agency. They traded DeAnthony Melton. Way thinner team. That was supposed to be the second seed. Now the Kings are. Um, beyond that, I'm, uh, I'm of the belief that Phoenix is the favorite if they're healthy. 
I just think Durant and Booker in a playoff setting, mid-range, assassins, KD's been there. I just think he bumps everybody else on their team into their right pecking order, right? Mm -hmm. Booker's a two. Paul's a four at this point. Aiton's a three. So um, I like them, but are they going to be healthy? I mean, Kevin Durant sprained his ankle and you know warm ups the other day so and then beyond that clippers question marks warriors big question marks i'm not saying it's opening up for the kings to go on a finals run but i could be much more convinced than i thought that hey yeah kings could win a first round series you know i'm a i'm a challenge uh i guess it's you because you said it but you're not the only one like everybody i'm just the 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 conventional thought of the west being weaker than in years past is it really (laughs) like it it's not like we have eight teams on the regular that can win the championship. There's usually like two or three teams. I would say, so I'm going back now to, I covered the last Kevin Durant season in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And they had, that was the KD, Russ, Steven Adams was on the rise. Abaca mm-hmm. was still really good. They had Ennis Canner and Deion Waiters coming mm-hmm. off the bench. They won 55 games that season, and I, that regular season. And it was like an extremely disappointing 55 and it was KD's last year before free agency where he eventually departed because at the time you had the Warriors won 73 and the Spurs that season won 67 games. They were the two seed. And I remember going into those playoffs and it was just like, you know, you were talking about a 55 win team thinking they had no shot because there were three like just monsters out in the West. And then after that, KD goes to the Warriors. And if you're in the Western Conference, you could be, you know, you could be the Daryl Morey Rockets. You can be whoever you want to be. You know, you're not beating that that KD team and that was you know a, a, a three-year stretch I guess in the last couple seasons maybe the Western Conference's fangs have looked a little bit different we thought Utah uh you know was was a contender they kind of turned out to be frauds in a lot of ways I mentioned Phoenix of last season mm-hmm. last regular season if we were on here right around this time we all would have been like who's taking down Phoenix right <laughs> remember that team I mean mm-hmm. 65 wins that's the big thing now like what Denver's going to win the the conference in the 50s, easily win the conference with wins in the 50s. The Kings right now are the two seed on pace for how many wins now at this point? I think we're at 48. Yeah. I think it's at 48. Yeah. So there was a year I covered the Thunder when KD had his – he broke his foot Mm -hmm. uh, and and missed that season. It was the Westbrook – you know, or or no, I'm I'm trying to remember. Anyway, they won 48 games and didn't make the playoffs. They were the nine seed. The Pelicans were the eight seed and played that uh, 67 win Warriors team. And I remember a year I covered the Thunder where they were the two seed and the Grizzlies with Marcus all 50 games. They were the seven seed. And it was this war, the seven game first round war that had four overtime games. That Western Conference no longer exists. You don't have seven seed Marcus all Memphis Grizzlies with 50 wins. And they're the seven. You have a bunch of teams who are disappointing, but they're going to back their way into the playoffs, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the Pelicans are disappointing. The Lakers are probably for some disappointing. Mm-hmm. Dallas, I don't know what the expectations were for that team anyways. I know Minnesota's disappointed. Mm-hmm. You, you make the move the that they are. did. I'll yeah, tell well, you that. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and, and there you have that. But the funny thing about that, we were talking – the Warriors – they're in the sixth spot. The Warriors cannot win a game away from Chase Center, but they're sitting in the final playoff spot. Yeah. The, you want to know what the joke is with the Warriors? It's like their best days are are their off days. Like they always rise in the standings when they don't play. It's like, why well, are they back <laughs> right back into the fifth seed tonight? And then they go lose. And it's like, all right, you know, it's just that that's been the West. I mean, that, it's it's good if you love parody, but I don't I think it's 
it's parody, but it's really mediocrity is, mm. is what I feel like the middle mm. of the West is. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the, the league as a whole, I think everybody can – you know, everybody got some kind of flaws. I think Milwaukee's the best team in basketball. Yeah. But, um, you know, they're not unbeatable, although they were for like a month. But other than that, they're not unbeatable. Boston is a, a great team, but they've got flaws as well. I think everybody's got a – a couple of holes in there. And Philly the has armor. James Harden, so oh, you just there's never. That. <laughs> there's yeah. that. Everybody got a couple of holes in there. With in one armor. eye looking towards Houston again. <laughs> one eye looking at his rear view mirror. Is that, is that, is that real? That story's real? I mean, you know, it, clearly he's got, like, very large ties to the city. And I, I think in a lot of ways it's the city kind of calling him back more than necessarily the franchise. And, <laughs> uh, you know. We'll see. But generally, uh, to your point, I- I'm interested to see this weekend for Milwaukee, right? Uh, Saturday night, ABC, I'm going to be at the game. Warriors, Bucks, Warriors at home. So you would assume they, they'll be better <laughs> no, man, than they're, usual. They're, lights out. Lights out, man. Yeah, exactly. going crazy. So I want to I see this Milwaukee team go through that. And then they're coming to Golden 1 on Monday. Like, those are two yeah. really good tests for them. And I think Giannis has a chance to make it start to make a larger, louder MVP case. Um, but my concern for them, I'd say playoff wise is Middleton's health. You know, that's what derailed them last season. They probably would have beat the Celtics if he was there. Yeah. And I don't think he's, I just don't see, he hasn't looked like himself all year. And I don't know if that's just going to turn on, you know, in a couple of weeks. And I, I agree with you, Anthony. I think that's a huge key to them trying to win another championship is that they have Middleton and he just hasn't looked comfortable mm-hmm. uh, from the first time he stepped on the floor. Yeah, and I, I believe he's stepping into like you know contract situation this summer. Body's kind of breaking down a little bit, or at least it seems like it. So we'll see. But if he's even eighty percent of himself, I mean, Giannis. I think Giannis is the best player in basketball, mm-hmm. and, and on a, particularly on a playoff stage. So, so yeah. Anthony Slater is one of my favorites, on, right man. there, man. That man speak the truth. Uh, you wrote uh, in the Athletic uh, this morning about the confidence. Uh, that the Sacramento Kings have now in playoff positioning. And Kenny and I have been talking about the confidence that De'Aaron Fox has every time yeah. he talks. And now he's starting to talk in a way where it's been really noticeable the last few games, and you noticed it last night in the press conference. He brought up making the playoffs multiple times last night. Like it was a certainty. That was the thing. It wasn't just, you know, I I don't know. I'd been around them early in the season, and and there was like – confidence in what they could be but it was last night he was just like well when the playoffs are here you know and and when we have a playoff game in a couple you know in a month here i'm like oh okay i didn't know that was like decided yet all right um whereas you know i would take myself back a a couple weeks i you know i went and sat down with mike brown for a while this is right this was the wednesday before the all-star break right before that crazy game in la and he was you know he was kind of sounding the alarm bells of, yeah, we're coming out of the break as the third seed, but there's danger below, you know, one slump and suddenly you're in the play-in or you're just completely out of it in the West. So that was the last time I'd really checked in with the Kings. And then to be there last night, obviously they've been, they've had a great, you know, stretch out of the break. But to just sit there and, you know, he's talking about home court in the first round. And not only is he very confident in it, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's you're probably right. I, at this point, I would pick them to be in the top four seed because of what we were talking about earlier. So it's just it's a little bit startling to see. And I'm sure as two guys who are as locked into the Kings as anybody, kind of got to be shocking to you that we're at this point, right? Yeah, no, for sure. No, I, I thought the Kings were going to be good this year. 
I thought after about, you know, after the own four starting and they went and got above mm-hmm. 500, I was like, oh, no, this is this is a top six team. I, Anthony, I never you, – you know me. You know how I ride for the Kings. I never would have thought they'd be the two seed on March 10th. I did not see this coming uh, from this team. So it's a pleasant surprise for sure. Two seed with, I think, kind of inside position to, to maintain that seed. I, I'd worry about Phoenix coming up behind. I think it's a big game tomorrow. Uh, and and they play again later in the year because you know yeah they're not they're missing KD but they they can win games yeah. without mm-hmm. KD. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memphis, I know they beat the Warriors last night. I know Dylan Brooks had his like you know uh, <laughs> highlight night and and they got hot, but I they just everything about them is signaling free fall to me. I, I'd be more worried about them tumbling down towards four or five than than holding strong to two. Well, everyone keeps bringing up Ja, and rightfully so. Like, I get that's part of the story, but it appears the story of their losing is Steven Adams. Mm. Regardless of what happens with Ja Morant, Steven Adams isn't coming back. Yeah. So it's either the loss of Steven Adams or the curse of Shannon Sharp, because they line up pretty well <laughs> together, where this team is now, I think, 8-13 and 13 since the Shannon Sharp incident. But a lot of that has been without Steven Adams on the floor. So regardless of Ja, Steven Adams ain't coming back, and it's hard for me to see that team regroup with all that's happened the last few weeks i think it's also just an erosion of their depth uh that remember last season they really burst onto the scene and they would have they had long stretches i think the the they were like something like 21 and 5 without jaw last Mm -hmm. regular season and you would have those games where it was like everyone on their team was was shooting threes everyone was doing the post-game interviews but then this summer like I said, trade you trade Melton, you lose Kyle Anderson. Now you've lost Brandon Clark for the season. You mentioned Adams, Jaw, like, and what has that been replaced with? David Roddy, they tried to get in the draft. He hasn't done much. You know, they got Kenneth Lofton Jr. You know, on a two-way. Um, they're trying to fit Santiel Dama into the rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's not Kyle Anderson. Um, and you know, Zaire Williams was supposed to a year yeah, two yeah, leap. Yeah. He's been worse in year yeah. two than year one. Like this team that prided itself on its depth. They, they had the tweet strength in numbers, right? The one that, that kind of ticked off Clay Thompson and he went after Jaron Jackson about that was what they were last year. They're not that this season. They are not very deep. It does, I mean, they, they looked it last night, but generally they haven't been. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 